Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Good evening and God bless you for matriculating into tonight's edition of Springboard Virtual University. After three weeks off with the World Cup break, we are back. And of course, with a hoarse voice. But Springboard is a multimedia educational and personal development intervention, the biggest and the most consistent of its kind running since August 2008. And that means in exactly four weeks time, four weeks, one, two, three, four. We will be 10 years in this agenda of reviewing the past, situating the present, and predicting the future. We're live here on Joy 99.7 FM and also live on Facebook. You can find us on Joy 997 FM or Albert N.E. Okran or Comfort Okran A. You can find us live on Facebook. Our WhatsApp line for sending your comments, your thoughts, and your questions, 0244-340437. Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and your Superstation Joy 99.7 FM. We are proudly sponsored by Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, MTN, Ghana's number one network, and Central University. Joining us today, Central University, the nation's leading premier private university. Our print media support comes from the graphic business, and in Tuesday's edition, you will find a full transcript of tonight's discussion with my guests. Let me salute you on behalf of my virtual academic board, Superintendent Work Over by Comfort, with support from Matthew, Priscilla, Amos, and Emmanuel. So tonight, what do we have for you? Before we went on the break, we were... Building up to the Festival of Ideas with a series we call The Second Generation. This is a series that interacts not with the founders of businesses and organizations, but guess what? The successes. Those that are being groomed for leadership in these organizations. Not the pioneers, but the second generation. What are the pressures they face? What are the challenges? So far, we've hosted Ohineba Boateng from Strategic Securities, Della Amelde from Jandel, and also in the last edition that we had, the the, the Duforces, the Spanian, Duforces, Bafue and then from Star Assurance, and then Kakra Duforniaku from Star Life Assurance. Tonight, we continue with our second generation series, still exploring different dimensions of how businesses or organizations transition from the pioneers, the founders, to the next generation. So I have two two sons of pioneers from very different areas of endeavor, one from ministry, one from business. It's going to be very interesting seeing whether there are any commonalities between the two. So my guest for tonight, Fred Kofi, MD of Domot. Uh, Fred, which part of Domot do you, as I say, do you MD? Domot Roof. So the, come, come, close, come Dom- close to your microphone. So you are the MD of Domot Roof Limited, yes. part of, Dom- of the Domot Group. Yes. Right. And then and then Pastor Joshua Obing of CCC. When I mention CCC, you know Pastor Ransford's CCC. And Pastor Joshua has been the head youth pastor for a number of years, totally transformed the youth ministry, and he's a senior pastor in waiting. Let's find out what it means to be a senior pastor in waiting. What are the pressures that come with it? And, and how it feels to think about something so huge lying ahead of you. 
do you feel sometimes the weight of the pressure? Welcome to Springboard, Pastor Joshua and, and Fred. Welcome to Springboard. Thank you. Right, so come close to your microphone so I can hear you very well. So let's start with you, um, Fred. Just for context, give us an idea about the 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 genesis and the magnitude of the of the demod of the demod business and the demod brand. Well, Albert, thanks for having me. Good evening to your listeners. Um, Domod um, is a family business. It was formed by my parents in 1986 when I was 10 years old. I guess I've told you, I mean, how old I am now. And um, it's been there since the 80s. And today we have the, the, we have the, we have Domod, the, um, Domod as itself with its uh, other subsidiary groups. That, and that includes the roofing business as well. So that's a story about Domod. About how many people does the, the group um, total one one forty to one fifty, right? So you had the roofing the section roofing yes. of the business, yes. ostensibly being groomed for 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 total leadership for the group. Well, I guess so. You guess so. Yes. I don't guess. I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. Pastor Joshua, let's let's talk about CCC. I know that Pastor Ransford set up this this church quite a number of years ago probably 1985 is that correct yes right so um it's been running for how many years now um 33 33 years and you have 536 churches Mm. so as senior pastor in waiting that means that you will eventually oversee five or plus over 500 churches tell me about the magnitude of the office your father holds and 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 let's contextualize this discussion well, that's uh, sometimes I try not to think too much about. Sometimes I try not to think too much about uh, the weight. Um, sometimes I go to the gym a lot these days. And <laughs> one thing about the gym is that when you go and uh, you are lifting weights, uh, sometimes you, you you try not to understanding how heavy it is. Uh, it's important to know how heavy it is, but uh, once you build capacity and you keep on get building capacity, you, you must have the courage enough to believe that you can lift it. And what, what kind of person is Pastor Ransford? Tell me a, a bit about the man behind the public figure. He comes across as a very intense person on the private side. Very intense. Yes. Very intense. Workaholic. Very intense. No break. He has no breaks. Works all the time, even when he's sleeping, he's working. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, um, you, you are inheriting a huge legacy of work, you know. And 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 he's he's used to people are used to seeing him work all the time. Um, uh, and and for you, I mean, I'm, I'm going to contrast ministry and and, and business in sure. this matter because um, just to put context to this. Your father is greatly loved by the church. He, he, he's very close to them, and they talk about him, I mean, with such awe. Do you sometimes think about the fact that there will be comparison? Yes. yes. And, and how does it make you feel? Yeah. I, 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 well, one of the things that, one of the things I, I, I learned early is that you have to be comfortable with who you are. Because it's, it, there, will, there, will, there will not be two Pastor Ransfords. There will, it's only one. So you have to be comfortable with who you are. And then uh, keep on working and 
believe God will bring the people to understand who you are and start being comfortable to work with you. And I think it's it, it's it's dangerous for you to kill the personality which God has made you to now become a clone of someone else. And I think that that can be dangerous. Not taking on the values and everything the person holds, which is beautiful, but the personality, uh, you should you should keep your personality. Right. When when did you get a sense of your being groomed for the role? How early in your life did you get a sense of? Actually, mine was is is a little di- bit different because. Uh, I never wanted to be a pastor in the first place, so it it, it, it wasn't. I put my hands in a lot of different things, and even like. later in in so many different. First, I wanted to be a lawyer. Then, then I thought I wanted to be a. At first, too, I wanted to be a, a music producer. Then, I mean, I put my hands in so many other things, and I think that's all about finding yourself. But even finally, when I realized that there was a calling on my life and I started out in ministry, I, w- it, I never thought that I would be the senior pastor. I just loved doing youth ministry, and that's how it all started out. And then when things started working out and certain things became more obvious, then I think the leadership started thinking of grooming me to uh, take over. So it, 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 it kind of didn't happen like it wasn't an automatic thing that yeah definitely you you're going to take over from your dad it, right. it didn't happen to me like that we'll walk through the grooming process yeah. very shortly but let me come to you fred um one of my big interests is a certain turning point in the life of each of these successes i'm interacting with where the picture becomes clear about the future that lies ahead of you did you also have a kind of convoluted journey trying to find yourself or you went straight for the jugular well, for me, like I said, it began when I was age 10, you know, going up from primary school, going to the factory all the time, seeing my parents work, right down to secondary school, doing my vacation, working in the factory, and um, going to uni. Working in the factory, were you, I mean, get, getting into the factory, did you go to the executive office or you went onto the factory not, floor? Not at all. I mean, from the, from the factory floor, from the front, from the front desk, from all the sectors, I mean, all the, all the, all the departments in the factory. What, what, did, what did that do for you? Well, it made me to appreciate what everyone does in the factory, I mean, in the office. So basically, to date, I just don't sit down and think I'm the boss. So that's it. I mention people by their first names. One of my do they, do they call you by your first name as well? Um, they try to, and I and I also encourage that. But they struggle because, yeah. of course, naturally by by by, the, by the culture here. But it's like you know, it's I see them and I scream, "Hey, Alasa, how are you?" And it, it's they if, if, if they called you Fred, would, would you be upset? No, that's my name. <laughs> that's but, my but name. You're, but you're MD. <laughs> well, but MD would. I mean, I'm Fred. Right. I'm Fred, and and those of them who have been there for the past twenty, twenty-five years plus, they call me by my by, by my name. I mean by my family name. I mean Papa, and I'm like, okay, this guy has known me from the days that I was wearing my shorts right. coming to the factory, you know. So I'm happy when they call me Fred or Papa, whichever comes first. Do, do you sometimes find that for those who, are, who were there when you were born in quotes, I mean, for those who were there when you were that young, do you sometimes find them taking your authority for granted? No, not at all. I mean, um, not at all. Because over the years, I've gained that respect, that, that trust, and um, they feel comfortable dealing with me. 
occasionally some might come to me and sort of you know compare 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 the current current um, situational issue with that with something that occurred whilst I was in school or I was wherever it is. But um, not at all. I mean, they come to me as often as they can. L- let's walk through the, the grooming process. So, did you ever have a conversation with your your especially your mom? I mean, I I, I, I know your mom. I like that part of my mom. Yes. <laughs> did, you, did you have a conversation? I mean, knowing who she is and knowing the role she plays, I have a funny feeling that she, she'll be the one who will have that conversation with you. I've been trying to play back memories of those days, but um, for me, it's, it's again, when I was done with, um, with um, um, uni, I made a call to come back home to work in the business. I mean, it wasn't like as if, you know, you're done with Varsity, today is the uh, 1st July, make sure the next flight, you're back to Accra. No. So your, your master's was in, your MBA was in marketing and strategy from Cape Town, South Africa. So yes. you, 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 you must have flown straight back home. Well, afterwards. well, I, um, after my, uh, my, my uh, degree in, um, in Greenwich, in, um, as in my undergrad, I worked for 10 years before I did my MBA. In Domod? No, so I worked 10 years in Domod before, right. before right. I left for my, 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 my MBA in Cape Town. Right. And um, so, but so, so right so, to first degree, you got into the business. Correct. Right. Do you have siblings? Yes, two of them. Are they in the business? One of them. Right. Anthony, he's the financial and uh, financial director. He, right. He controls all the all the, the cash. All the cash. I need, I need to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he controls the finance part of the business as well as the administration. Uh, I mean, part of the business. Yeah. How, how did the two of you work together? Say again. How did the two of you work together? Um, it's it's we. We're different in in many ways. I'm more of the, you know, I talk a lot. I, you know, sometimes we see ourselves as a good cop and a bad cop. You know, who's a bad cop? Hi, you are. <laughs> I say no. I'm the good cop. <laughs> I'm the good cop. But he's not yet speak for himself. Yeah, but, but 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 we complement each other. Right. I need him more than I think he. You know, I need him, and also he also needs me. You know, I'm the I'm the I'm the sort of your your typical in the in the in the Ghanaian palace giddy 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 you know but yeah, I like the look of the, of the face. more of the you know calculated take your time let's let's discuss let's review and let's plan and, and your temperament suits your role the marketing driven role whilst his temperament suits the finance absolutely and admin role you absolutely. don't need a giddy person in the finance absolutely because I mean if I mean with me I, listen let's buy this let's do this I was like okay it's good but let's let's think Retail let's investment. Plan. precisely thank you and that's why <laughs> we need each other in this business 17 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. This is Springboard University, Springboard of Virtual University, back after our, our World Cup break. My name is Albert, and I'm hosting Joshua and Fred as we walk through the commonalities between ministry and business, particularly focusing on transitions from the pioneer, the founder of the business, to the next generation of leadership. It is believed across the world that when those transitions go well, the second generation is always stronger than the first. What makes that happen? And then also, on the flip side, when ha- when does it go badly wrong? Let me go to scripture where I tend to be slightly more comfortable. So David built a nation and established it by warfare. And by the time he handed over to his son Solomon, he had won all the major military battles and stabilized the nation. So Solomon took over a nation that had grown and focused on trade, 
partnerships and consolidating the gains made by his father. He also extended the boundaries of the nation and grew them very beautifully and then handed over to his son, Rehoboam. He unfortunately got it wrong with his first major strategic decision and with one bad decision, lost 10 out of 12 tribes. And if you only imagine how bad it was, just imagine 12 regions and you lose 10 in one day just by one bad decision. When does it go badly wrong in appointing an heir to the throne? And when does it go very right? Let's explore as we talk to Fred and Joshua about the second generation. Pastor Joshua, tell me, what? let's, let's talk about timing. Mm. And then let's also talk about grooming. Mm. So let's start with grooming. Mm. What kind of preparation have you been put through? And this is for the benefit of those who may be listening who say, yes, my father or my mother has set up this entity and I am entitled to take over. Mm. What kind of grooming or preparation have you been put through for the benefit of our listeners? Uh, first time, you use the word that I, I, I actually put down here before I came, entitlement. And I think that's the biggest problem with the second generation. The moment you feel entitled, then you have a problem. And and the, the moment you feel entitled, entitled you you don't do much because you think that oh this and that is you know it's 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 mine but it's natural have you ever felt that there was competition for you yes really yes i always feel like there's a monkey on my back mm-hmm. still it doesn't matter how how well i preach it someone said oh it, w- it was great i still think it's not good that's why that's why i work i can actually say i work harder than most of, of them, I, I push myself much more than that because I don't feel entitled. And the moment you feel entitled, then you have a problem. So I, I, I was talking to some of our young people, and I was telling them how everything in the church, I've done it before. I've shared tracks on the streets. I've, when, when, when we have these big events, I've gone and arranged chairs. I've done every single... There is nothing in the church that I've never done before. So when I'm talking to a group of leaders, telling them to do this and that, I've done it before. I know the difficulties. I know the hard, hard hardships in doing it. And so entitlement can be a huge problem. And I think sometimes it comes from parents. Correct. Because if, if you make your child feel entitled, then your child will feel entitled. Is it wrong to let a child know that they are being groomed for leadership? When must When must they know? They must know when when you think that they are ready and different people are ready at different times. I think that if they had told me from when I was young that I was groomed, I was being groomed for the position, I would have been entitled. Correct. But I didn't think so. Like, my, my dad is very ruthless. Like, it's like, okay, it is, yeah. It is. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, so you're, nodding, you're nodding to this one. <laughs> no, because, because, I mean... Welcome back to you, Josh. Once you feel that there's that entitlement, mm. it's like in that, in that case, why do you work? Exactly. Why do you work? I mean, it's like if it's yours, you can go to sleep. <laughs> I wish I, I, I wish I could sleep. <laughs> I mean, at at two a.m. when I'm sending an email to to someone, let's say to a, to a supplier, uh, my brother copied in the email. At two or two, he replies me, Fred, good mm. job, and I'm like, wow. Two of us mm. up at that small time, yeah. 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. I mean, it's, 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 so if there was that kind of entitlement, I think, I think I'll be on a, on a, on a holiday somewhere, just waiting for the day to come. 
Have you ever felt that even now you could be called, you could be recalled and you're and replaced? It feels like that every day because, and you see, for me, it's, it's not about that family business per se. It's about it being a going concern in the next few years. I mean, the next years. What what wakes me up in the morning is the fact that I hope, I pray, you know, that uh, the next, the third generation will see it as a going concern, mm. as a family business, as a going concern. Not per se they working in that business, mm. but it should be there to say, oh, okay, this is a business that our grandfather and grandma established years ago. You are going way ahead to the third generation. Let me let me press the reverse button and bring mm. you back to the second generation mm. and the link to the first. Mm. Let me come back to you on the issue of. Preparation. So you see, first thing, don't let the child feel entitled. entitled. Yeah. So, so pushing on from there, would you say then uncertainty is a motivating factor? It's a great motivation. Uncertainty is a great motivation. Uh, I mean, I when when I knew I was called, then started doing all these theological courses and stuff like that, and just just upgrading myself and. And, and and all that I I had no idea. Tell me about theology, divinity. Um, h- how far how far did you study? I I, I, I am informed that you are doing a doctorate. Yeah. Give, give me a sense about the masters first. Okay, uh, with my masters, my focus was more on textual criticism, and and, and biblical interpretation. So and you did it at? Uh, I did it at a, a school called Asia Pacific Theological Seminary. Which so, is in, in spite of your the assurance of position, you actually also went to do formal education in the area of endeavor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're pushing on with the doctorate. Yes. Good. So your preparation involved academic preparation. De- definitely. Let's talk about mentoring, the mentoring side of things. Yes. Uh, well, with the mentoring side of things, just... Um, uh, what my dad would do is he would bring you along, see, let you see how he's doing things, and by watching or by direct communication. By uh, watching and not sometimes not to because you know you know the older generation uh, when much. it comes to education, uh, I mean uh, sorry communication they don't talk too much, so you would have to be quick to, to watch. read between the lines and things like that. Yeah, but I presume you learn more from watching than you yeah. from what they yeah. see. Yeah. yeah, let me come to you, Fred. I mean, in in the journey, in the journey, I, I, I've known your mom because of the several awards she's won. I mean, in the journey, watching your parents and 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 learning from them, what is the biggest lesson you've picked from them? The pioneers of the business. What's the biggest lesson? You, you told me about two a.m. Obviously, something you probably have learned without even without even realizing from the hard work bits. But what would you call the biggest legacy? The biggest value you've picked from them? Hard work. That's it. I mean, hard work. Again, that 2 a.m. thing. I remember as a young guy going out all the time, coming home late at 2, 3 a.m. My dad would be in a study, working. And I thought he was a bit, you know, too much. But suddenly, it's part of me, part of my brother. You know, so it's hard work. And the fact that hard work pays. If you work hard, of course, you'll be entitled to, to it. But if you don't, obviously, you don't get it. You know, so for me, it's it's hard work. And the fact that and the next one, or, or, or actually, is God, uh, God-fearing parents. The fact that, you know, it's, it's you walk into the office and no one will tell you this this factory or office has faith. Has, has faith. Right. Pictures of, you know, we are proud Catholics. So, you know, Mother Mary, Sacred Heart, Divine Mercy. Every every morning we have our devotion. Once a month or so we have our, you know. Does your faith influence your business values? It does. It does. It does. Because, 
again, God gave us that, this business and we have to take care of it. Have you walked away from opportunity before because of faith considerations, value considerations? All the time. I mean, more so in, our, in, in this climate of ours where certain things come up. Mm. It's like, you know, give me X or I won't do this. Um, occasionally, to be fair, one, one gets tempted. Um, tempted. That's why you have your other brother or your other family members sort of caution you and advise you that be careful. You know, so that's why I said it's like we both or we all need each other in this. So because on a day you you ask yourself, will your father or your mother be happy with this? I mean, should they hear you are in trouble for doing A B C? Are you are you just going to sort of destroy the legacy that has been built over all these years? You know, so that's faith but works with us all the time. Right. You know. More so when the when the deal is juicy, if you know what I mean. Right. When you go back home, tell tell and this this is from the registrar herself, yeah. Comfort. She says to remind Auntie Celia when you get home yeah. that we bought our first cookware from Domo oh, at the Trade Fair Center. Right. And that's how can I mention your mom more right. than your dad. Right. <laughs> right. All right, so in, in those days we used to we used to go for exhibitions at the Trade Fair True. Center and she would be at the stand smiling and meeting. Yes, yes, yes. That's how come I I, I got in touch with the yeah. family and she in particular um, was somebody that we interacted with quite a bit. Yeah. But let me come to the issue of timing. I want to settle down on the issue of timing. Yeah. Um, Pastor Joshua says, telling the child too early that they are, um, they, they, are yeah. they have been predetermined yeah. as CEO or yeah. senior pastor could be detrimental. A bit of uncertainty provides that motivation to keep driving and yeah. pressing. Yeah. Um, when is the perfect time? It's a tough one. Um, the perfect time, I must say, is to allow uh, allow the children to just be who they are. Um, the fact that it's a family business does not automatically mean that you will make one of them or all of them work mm. there. You know, it, it's. I think that's 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 one of the mistakes that most founders do. The fact that he's my son, he's my first son, yeah. he's my only child. So what? I mean, it, it, it's it's better for you, for him to be at home and pay him a good wage to be at home and get the right people run the business, you know. So the time, it's you just you just need to see them grow, go through school, of course, go through leadership, and then and then when they sense that you know when you sense it, obviously, it's not it's not said. I, I don't recall my parents or my dad saying, "Come on, you are now the anointed one." No, mm. there, there, there wasn't a statement or a meeting like that. One day, he, you know, gradually he was just leaving the office. I was like, you know, comes in a day, comes in a week, but he expects you to know that 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 is, you know, I'm not here all the time, and that's when I'm away. Things are done this way, so there wasn't like a handing over notes or a deep brief. We say, right. "Here are the keys. Here's this. Here's this." With time, if they, you know, once you once you find interest in what you're doing, obviously you you try to then explore the options available, look at what is happening, engage them, and then that's it. Pastor, was yours gradual or sudden? Did you have one one conversation? It was, um, <laughs> it's a, uh, well, I think when he realized that the passion was there and there was nothing he could do about it, that's when he said it. So he had a conversation with you? He, but he didn't have a conversation with me. He just announced it. On the, on the, on yeah. the, on the podium? Yeah. How did you react? 
<laughs> I was shocked. It was, it was funny. I was shocked. And was he yeah. preaching? Was he in the middle of a sermon, or did he make a public announcement, breaking news? Yeah, breaking news, like a public announcement. He put me right on the spot. Were you in the service? Yes. Wow. You were not in the youth service that day? No. No, no, it was... Actually, actually it was my wedding day. You're joking. Yeah, so that was yeah, a wedding yeah, present. Yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. All right. What, what, what date was that? Let me, let me write the date down. I think it was... January. You don't remember when you were I'll call your wife. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> 28th. It was 28th. Telling you, manage to survive. Getting one minute past the hour of 8 o'clock. If you just joined us, you will understand why it's so much fun in the studio right now. My guests for tonight, as we explore the second generation, Pastor Joshua Obing. The, the head youth pastor and the senior pastor in waiting of the Calvary Charismatic Center, CCC. Fantastic facility in Kumasi and branches all over the country and across the world. And he's telling us about the day when he got to know that he was being groomed for the position. And he's added, among other things, that the preparation has involved not just watching and being mentored, but actually academic preparation to ensure that he's rounded and ready for the job. Fred um, Kofi, MD of Domod Roof, has been telling us that in his case, it was a gradual exit and entry in the sense that, well, he's been around all the while, but there was a period when he noticed that the dad was pulling out and just urging him to take up more responsibility and he compliments his brother very well. He is the what he calls the giddy giddy marketing person and then his brother is a calculating finance and admin person. When I come back from this break, I'm going to ask them when does it go badly wrong in the selection process? And even more importantly as the Lord enables them to handle these entities to the third generation what will they look for? in appointing successes in the third generation. That's the next level after the second generation. But this very interesting discussion is brought to us by Ketsi of Ecobank, MTN, and Central University. Let me tell you how you can pay the offerings at CCC if you want to ensure that everybody pays. Let me introduce the all-new Ecobank mobile app. Download the app today and send money fast to 33 countries and pay your bills with the tap of a finger. No bank account, no worries. Open an Ecobank Express account instantly on your mobile phones. No forms and no account handling fees to pay ever. Download the new app today and enjoy the new digital experience. The Ecobank mobile app is available on Google Play Store and the App Store. Ecobank definitely is the pan African Bank. Central University Ghana's leading private Christian University and home to students from over 25 countries invites qualified candidates to join the 2018-2019 academic year. Central University has 29 bachelor's and master's degree programs on offer. Send the word admission to WhatsApp line plus 233-233-313180 to request for a copy of the admission brochure with details about the institution, the undergraduate, graduate, and professional programs. Apply now. Visit www.central.edu.gh or call 0271-218986 or 0322-3961874 for more information about admissions 
entry requirements and how to apply to any of the eight faculties. If you live in Osekrum where um, Pastor Joshua lives, visit our Kumasi campus at Eija near Calvary Charismatic Center, actually on the, comp- on the campus of CCC, Central University, raising transformational leaders through faith, integrity, and excellence. My guests for tonight are Fred Kofi from Domod and Domod Roof, and then Pastor Joshua Obing from CCC. Let me tell you why, if you are a business executive listening to us tonight, you must sign up for the Festival of Ideas. The Festival of Ideas is Ghana's foremost business conference, and the 12th edition comes off on the 16th, the 16th of August. And so this beautiful brochure that I have in my hands tells me about everything about the Festival of Ideas, and you can request this brochure digitally, WhatsApp or or by email, by just sending a WhatsApp to 024-9999555. And within seconds, you will get your digital brochure of the Festival of Ideas. The morning session is for middle middle management being groomed, and the word is groomed, for top management, senior management, and CEO positions. That's the middle management. And it is based on thematic areas. That is the area of your work. So there's a session for finance, session for um, HR, session for project management, sales and marketing, IT, corporate comms, um, corporate governance, procurement, com- corporate compliance, and then very importantly, social media as a strategic communications tool. These are the 10 breakout sessions. And the morning we'll have myself speaking on the future of jobs. Elsie Awaji, the second deputy governor of the Bank of Ghana, speaking on compliance and best practices. And then Franklin Asari speaking on the pillars of the digital economy. And that's for the morning. The theme is leveraging strategy technology and best practices. The evening is the night with great minds where the CEOs, the directors, the board members gather to contemplate the theme which is strategy, technology and best practice. And if you want the details of the evening, the morning and the various breakouts, just send WhatsApp to 024-9999555 and you will get a full brochure of the festival of ideas. But let me remind you that Springboard Investor University is brought to you by EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank, MTN, Ghana's leading communications network, and the Central University. So talking about the MTN, the MTN share offer is still on. Buy your MTN Ghana shares from the 29th of May till the 31st of July. That means you have how many days more? 8th to 31st. The time is running now. It's probably 23 days more. Buy your MTN Ghana shares at 75 Ghana CDs per share, and the shares must be purchased in multiples of 10 with a minimum purchase of 7 Ghana CDs, 50 pesos per. Dial star 170 hash and select option 7 to buy through MTN mobile money, or you can also dial star 533 hash to access the prospectus or visit mtnghanashares.com for more details. We want to remind you that you can read the prospectus and seek appropriate expert advice before deciding to participate in the offer. MTN everywhere you go. So back to our discussion about succession planning and particularly the second generation. Pastor Joshua, when can the process of selection... I I cited um, David Solomon and Rehoboam. Rehoboam is a case study of leadership 
um, succession gone badly wrong. Um, I wonder whether Solomon knew that Rehoboam would be such a bad choice. But you see, um, Fred says it's not a guarantee that because the person is a son or, or or a child, for that matter, they automatically qualify for the position. We've, we have instances of, even in ministry, instances of churches abroad that went through almost automatic transition and ha- have had very bad experiences. From where you sit, just as a viewer, take yourself out of the situation. In what situation does it go badly wrong with the selection? Difficult question, I know, but f- from your perspective, when could it go badly wrong in selecting? Well, I think uh, there, there are a lot of uh, Jewish families that do this, and normally they use the principle of first able, not first born. So whoever is the first uh, that is able to do it in your family, they choose that person. They don't choose the first born, they choose the first able. So I think in the case of, let's say, a family, I think you can look at that because sometimes you can have a second child who is better than the first child. So it, it shouldn't be automatic that, well, because he's the first child, he has to do this. But in the case that, let's say, it's not about, let's say, a family or someone that you are choosing, I think there are a lot of factors that you have to look at based on the organization because it's not it's different strokes for different folks mm-hmm. when it comes to some of these things personally like because i've, I've been choosing uh leaders for different ministries and different people these days and i, I realized that some of the people that when when i used to choose someone as a leader for maybe a ministry or i cho- used to choose someone as a leader for a department what I realize is sometimes when you look sometimes too much on the outward, you make a mistake. And by the time you put the person in leadership, you realize, ah, that's not really what I was looking for. So I think there are so many other factors that you have to look at. One of the things I used not to look at was the ability of a person to bring people together, to work together, like bringing a group of people together to work on a particular project and their ability to supervise and 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 actually work with other people and i think when it comes to leadership we don't look at that a lot so because you, it's you believe in testing people before you entrust them with responsibility testing them before you entrust them right let me come to you fred when does it go badly wrong well it's again it starts from the point where founders uh, uh, sort of uh, give a sort of entitled approach mm. with the kids. I mean, if if you think you're entitled to it, you don't really care about mm. it. And that's the beginning of a, a disaster, you know. So that whole selection process should be thought through. And and in that process as well, you just don't look at, like he said, just about the fact that he's your son or your your child. If there's a, uh, there's someone out there, someone as in, uh, and, uh, someone out there uh, someone not uh, say uh, a family member out there who can do the job better why not mm. so that's like that person can come in mm. and then show that person the right way to do it. i've interacted with many many people who are thorough professionals mm. who say listen with very good intentions the founder asked me to oversee this entity on behalf of the children because they don't have what it takes, but they keep interfering and they keep giving instructions that run contrary to best practice. So I walk away and say, well, let them have their business. Well, that's why they're not there, because they, that's the whole point. They feel entitled. Precisely. That's why they keep budging Precisely. into the business. Precisely. And that's the very reason why the man said that don't give it to those kids, because they feel entitled. 
but sometimes the interference is with parental um, connivance. <laughs> then, then, then don't blame the blame the guy who's there. I mean, it, it means the founders or the people or, or the owners don't don't yeah. want to write in for the business. It, it's not that easy to just separate entirely family from the person running the business. I mean, it, it's not that easy in practice. It's, it is it is quite a tough one. I mean, it's difficult. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's yes. like to because. Mm. My father is my is my mm. boss. Mm. My mother is my mm. boss. Mm. It's difficult calling you yeah. know, see calling them yeah. mummy or see you know, chairman. Yeah. So it's difficult. It's difficult. And but like we say, it is what it is. If you really right. want the business to grow beyond what you're doing, mm. then certain certain difficult decisions need need to be taken. And that is what makes a company different from from, from others. The number to call zero three zero two two one six five four one. In your opinion, what exactly went wrong between Solomon and Rehoboam? When does it go badly wrong in making a transition from the parent to the children in terms of business business transition? Zero three zero two two one six five four one. Calling to the show, let's talk. My guest for tonight, Pastor Joshua Obing from Calvary Charismatic Center, doing some amazing stuff in Kumasi, and then Fred Kuri from Domod Roof, the managing director, helping us to understand transitions and how the second generation takes over from the first generation. So call into the show, let's talk. When can it get badly wrong in your opinion? Zero three zero two two one six five four one. When can it get badly wrong in parents making the transition to their children as heads of the family business, the church, the entity that they oversee or they founded? And the issue of comparison that I mentioned, I mean Fred, do you get people comparing you to your parents? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I mean, you you mention your surname, was like, oh, are you? I'm like, yes, I am. Okay, but luckily, when I say luckily, it's like that that generation is gradually fading off. So it's like, you know, most people uh, most people working now are more you know my age below or, or above. So they end up knowing you for who you are but definitely it, 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 it's people compare you, you with your, your, your folks and it it feels good to at least have that mm. that's that then be mentioned and um, you make sure you you work ha- hard to sort of maintain that goodwill that you have of course it also opens doors for you because you come to the opening of the doors oh, definitely. I mean, definitely. so so you are building on the foundation that they've built so yeah. you find that things happen easier for you because well, because you are your parents' child. Well, I wouldn't say easier because they again. Uh, oh come on, Fred! Because wait, I mean those sometimes. Easy, sometimes, sometimes yes, but nah. uh, but the point is, folks who also make that call to say, listen, is he you know, uh, yeah. is he yeah. is he capable of doing it? Yeah. So it's like I'm not I'm not just going to give you say yeah. this loan because it's your parent. It's like, will you mess it up? Will you do Will you do a good job out of it? Yeah, but the equity that they built makes it easier than if you were a startup. Of course, right. of course. I mean, I'm blessed. As a, um, we are blessed. We are blessed right. with that. But, you, you know, the, like, the one thing I would say, if I was going to choose someone, the one thing is that they must love the company more than themselves. Absolutely. Why? Because I do. I'll step aside and let anyone take over I, if they could do better than me. No problem. You sure about yeah, it? It's I, I more think. important to me to save God the legacy than myself. What's, what's the point of messing the thing up? If if you know you're going to mess it up, isn't it better for you to even, if you have a company and someone would do better, isn't it better for you to step aside and take a cut 
rather than to step inside and you want to do everything and you you end up messing up everything. So I think that would personally that would be the number one thing. Fred, you share this, the text. I agree with him one hundred and ten percent. If there's anyone out there who thinks he can do a better job than me, fantastic. Come on board. You know, because on the day it's a it's a legacy that is I mean that's one yeah. hopes to, yeah. to, to say, listen, I, you know, this this company formed X years ago is still a going yeah. concern. What is I mean, if 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 I'm the M D and uh turnover is X mm. and there's George who's out there who can make it X Y, mm. fantastic. I mean I will step aside. Well, just, just 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 provide that sort of advisory role or whatever. It's it's it, it's I'm sure I'm sure taxes on 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 dividends are lower than Income, uh, than, than my uh, the income tax. <laughs> so surely I want to take take that one and to, and to take my paycheck. Let me tax let, at that uh, at that um, whatever it is. Let me come to the the different the differentiated nature of the battles that you would have to fight mm-hmm. as second generation. If you if you will recall, David fought military battles. Solomon had to do trade and other. A different kind of warfare because those military battles had been fought already. And as I talk and I look at you, Pastor Joshua, I cast my mind back a number of years and look at the battles your father fought to build, to build a church. You don't have to fight those kinds of battles. <laughs> well, you, you don't yeah. because they are, the, the church is very different yeah. now yeah. from, I mean, yeah. if you would understand what I'm saying. So, it means that the skills that would be required would also be very different. Yeah. Now, how prepared are you for the kinds of battles that... Because Solomon had to fight different battles, mm. consolidation, expansion, mm. bringing on probably, if we're mm. contextualizing it, technology, mm. stretching the vision, mm. taking it to the next level, deploying best practices, keeping relationships. What... How prepared are you for that consolidating role? Well, you can never be fully prepared for everything. But you understand it. But I understand. I understand the the, the differences and the difficulties uh, at hand. And and I think that's the, also another very important role for you to understand the organization, where you are, and where you intend to go to. And I think that's that's where I understand. I have an understanding of 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 our organization and where we need to go to. I understand where we've come from, mm. where we are right now, and where we need to go to. And I think that's that's a very important thing. And if you're going to do that, then you have to be very objective about where you are because there's sometimes a lot of maybe negatives and a lot of weaknesses that your organization faces and as i think sometimes um it's easy when you are doing well especially if it's a successful organization that you take over it's easy to count just your 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 merits and forget about the demerits. So sometimes I put the demerits right in front of me and say, "Oh, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to do." On the personal front, do you ever feel deficient? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure everybody feels yeah. And and I think that's one of the things uh, I learned that f- really from my dad. About, it's humility, and I define humility as uh, willing to learn from almost anything and anybody. Like I will learn from the devil if I have to. Like, and I mean in 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 the best way. At least he's consistent. <laughs> Very consistent. That's like funny. you can be sure that you wake up in the morning and do something bad. 
and and I think you have to be willing to learn Absolutely. from every situation as possible. One of the things I used to do is list all the hundred top churches in the world and I'll study everyone. I could give you all the top churches in the world who what they do, this is what, that, 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 that. I study that. I I I I, I study that. And I'll study from anyone as as, as much as possible that I do sometimes feel feel um limited or deficient in some ways when you look at especially what your parents have accomplished mm. and, and who they are. One percent, because there again, that's why I work. I work mm. with the team mm. because there's no way I can be my father or my mother. Mm. And actually, even mm. with them, I mean, they 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 both needed each other. My parents did. I mean, my dad was more of the finance mm. part. My mom was mm. more of the marketing part. part. Right. So you can't really yeah. mention that that Domon story without my my dad or I mean without uh, my dad or my mom though most people know my mom because she was more of the, uh, the, the public face, yeah, yeah. precisely but yes I mean you feel that all, all, all the time but um, again if you have the right team the right people and mm. um, the right family to also, also support you of course they would they would they would they will guide you and make the right choices and everything else right your closing thoughts Pastor Joshua how important is the subject of the second generation how important is the subject it uh, it, it is it is for me i think that it's crucial uh, in fact it's the plight of africa i keep saying that um whilst um i have many friends uh who are out of the country and uh sometimes whilst maybe allow me to use maybe <coughs> some white people are starting off with a new house Right, and they're not paying mortgage. They're starting with a new house, so they are, they can concentrate on acquiring more lands or more houses or doing something. You are starting with a debt, and so you have to pay your debt. And after you paid your debt, and by the time you are finally actually just getting ready to do something, Retirement. then it's time. It's time for you to, to retire. <laughs> retire. So I think if we're really going to talk about uh, changing our nation, then we need to talk about legacy and building blocks from one level to the other. And I think for me, that is, it's, I don't want to drop the ball. Where, where do you, <clears throat> where do you see CCC 20 years from now? 20 years from now. Yeah. I, I, I want to see CCC 20 years from now more involved in a lot of social activities. I think one of the things that the church has left, I, I, you see, we have these, all these Me Too movements and all these movements that happen, but I, I wish that the church would get more involved in the life of the people socially. And as the spiritual aspect has got to translate socially to what we, um, we, we want to see the values that we want to see in our nations and, and things like that. And hopefully to take that all across Africa. Uh, because I think in, in, for me personally, uh, I have a lot of focus on Africa because I think we need it. It is, it, as a second generation, we really, uh, need to come out of this, this plight. Right. Fred, where do you see Domo 20 years from now? Well, it should be a, it should be a household day as, um, beyond, beyond just, um, uh, roofing and, and cookware. So adding on, adding on more lines to, to the to the group in mining and in other sectors so it's it's it's, it's just it's just pushing it to the next frontier um 
it should be in Africa, West Coast, beyond, I mean, well, beyond, beyond, beyond West Coast. It is challenging. It is very tough with the kind of environment in which we find ourselves. I mean, um, so it's, it's tough, but it, it is doable. It is doable. And that's obviously will lead on will lead to the to the third generation because obviously we can hand over what our, mm. our parents gave us to them and say this is what grandpa gave us thirty years ago so it's the same thing that you guys should 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 carry on with if not they will just not survive. It is four minutes to hour of eight o'clock. It's been a, a very, very insightful hour hanging out with Pastor Joshua Bing of Calvary Charismatic Center and Fred Kofi of Domod Roofs as we have explored the subject of the second generation, trying to understand the transition process from the founders, the pioneers of a business or entity to the successes. When should they know? How should they know? When can it go badly wrong? And how do you even select? And we've learned about first able and unnecessarily first born. We've learned about the fact that telling them prematurely can lead to entitlement and that could be disastrous. We've also learned that you must love the entity more than yourself. And if there is somebody more qualified, you must have the humility and the grace to let them do it and you watch from the sidelines and give them all the support. We'll continue this discussion definitely because we'll be bringing on different perspectives from different successes. And one thing is certain, that by the time this series is over, you will know why this is so important for the future of the continent and even more importantly, how to get it right. Not just in the way you structure the succession, but even how to find the right person and to put them forward at the right time. My name is Albert Okran, and on behalf of Comfort, Matthew, Priscilla, Amos, and Emmanuel, it's been a very insightful evening learning from Fred and from Joshua. I want to say a big thank you to you both. I hope you also have enjoyed it as much as I have. Thanks for, thanks for having us. And, and let's do this again next time. Sure. So, Coming up next, I work with Jesus, and I trust that you will be blessed as you listen to the program. Until we come your way again next week, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-9900. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,